My name is Wazir. And my name is John Muhammad. And this is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm excited. I'm uh, very excited about this episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, this episode, we're going to continue to discuss what's going on here in Houston, Texas, which is the relief from Hurricane Harvey. It's not over yet. There are still many contractors and volunteers and uh, people just in recovery in the city. You see it around everywhere you go. People, stuff is still out in people's yards. So that phase is not yet over with. And the opportunity that comes with that phase is also not over. Exactly. And I wanted to, we want to talk about choosing a contractor, you know, to, to, to do the rebuilding work. You know, of course, we were devastated. You know, the storm um, displaced a lot of families and business persons. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. So we want to look at what is the business opportunity that, were cre- that was created by the storm. And the glaring opportunity here is construction. Now, we look at a lot of the, the homeowners and even renters. Their uh, furniture was destroyed. The property, well, according to the water level, uh, the flooring, the sheetrock, Insulation, um, a lot of the appliances were were contaminated. Um, so this has to be restored or replaced or repaired. So the first phase of that was demolition. You know, tear out the soaked carpet and pad. You know, uh, put all the furniture and and clothing and all the debris. Sheetrock. Sheetrock. Gut the sheetrock mm-hmm. uh, all the way to the studs, uh, the the trim work, uh, baseboard trim work. We actually went into our apartment and uh, saw that they had did that to that. They had gutted our apartment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 a little self-disclosure. Yeah. We were renting, and um, uh, we had to be evacuated. Some people have seen it on social media. Yeah. Uh, we went to the George R. Brown Convention Center. We, we typical... People uh, from the community, from this area, that that was affected. Millions of people that was affected. You know, between Texas, Louisiana, uh, Florida, uh, Hurricane Harvey in this area, Hurricane Irma in Florida. So we're part of that great number that would that was displaced. Um, but now let's go back to the business opportunity. Yeah. So now. Where are the funding coming from? Where is the funding coming from? Of course, we talk about business, you know, we want to talk about payment or compensation. Where is the budget? What's the budget? Well, to be a homeowner, you must have a homeowner's insurance. So there's going to be insurance claims. That's that's funding. FEMA, the federal government, federal, federal emergency management, um, agency comes in and they want to make the citizen whole and everything that the insurance don't cover and to bring you back up to pre-disaster st- standard, FEMA covers. So there's a FEMA grant, so to speak, where, the f- where FEMA will f- uh, pay for that repair work, restoration work. Right. Okay. Now, if it's a... Uh, Business, the SBA, Small Business Administration, will give you a low interest loan. 
So now the, the funding is there. So now what we what we are bringing up the issue is we want to rebuild our community. And certain things that was existing prior to the storm, and that's the problem of unemployment. We have unemployment. And also we talk about the ghetto. What distinguished the ghetto from that pristine suburban neighborhood? Right. I believe is a lack of maintenance. So before the storm, a lot of our properties was not maintained. You know, the repairs were not done. Painting, the landscaping, all of the the lawns were not manicured. You know, the the property was not maintained prior to the storm. Now the storm comes and it and and it even enhances the the damage to the property. But now what's different is now we have funding, and we can choose how we're gonna allocate that funding to who we're gonna do business with. I'm gonna come straight out and say it. If we have a problem with unemployment, how could we address our unemployment problem? And we believe that entrepreneurs and uh, businesses, black-owned businesses, reduce unemployment because, for one thing, we hire ourselves. And we hire those from among our community and empower them with those jobs. See, now we can do the construction work. Uh, Again, you don't need a license to do sheetrock installation. Um, Insulation uh, uh, and exterior walls, you have to install insulation. So what you're saying is it's not a complicated thing for, say, like it's some young brothers out there that you see uh, in the streets or in the neighborhood, right? They can be hired and trained pretty ready on the job training. Yeah, they can you be trained pretty go, fast. You don't have to go to college and get an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree to do this uh, work. Sheetrock, uh, drywall, some people call it, uh, and also flooring, carpet installation, um, tile flooring, wood flooring. You can learn that on the job. Uh, vinyl tile and also trim carpentry. You know, you want to put in the the baseboard, the trim, the casing around the doors. Um, also painting. Painting is a low skill. Um, and you don't, in this area, you don't require a license. So we can uh, form ourselves into companies painting companies, flooring companies, sheetrock drywall companies. And we can begin to do this restoration work, repair work, you know. And we can empower ourselves and empower our community because we're going to reduce unemployment. And we're going to, you say the young men, we can empower the young men and our young women. Yeah. Because now we can we can bring them in. And our sisters got an eye for interior decoration. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. They could they could make the selections on the the colors of the paint. The the they're gonna color coordinate the flooring. Um also we have to furnish that property again. We gotta come in with new furnishing, new appliances. The sisters gotta check the car shopping, right? Mm. And who are we gonna purchase those other uh, items from? Business opportunity. Again, business building blocks. Business opportunity. You know, 
our cars were damaged. A lot of cars were damaged. I seen uh, just um, uh, apartments that are on Allen Parkway, and they have a garage that went under, underground, mm -hmm. yeah. and all the cars in that garage were like uh, totaled. So we got that's we probably got, like hundreds of cars down there. Choose a <laughs> choose. A, now those of us that are in business, we yeah. black, we blacks in business. You got a car dealership? That's time for you to let you, let let the community know that you open for business. And you have cars, and so the people can replace that damaged flood, uh, damaged car. You know, so now um, automobiles—that's an opportunity. We talked about appliances. There's going to be refrigerators, stoves, electronics, right? Uh, dishwashers, um, washing machines, dryers. If that if, if water got into any of those appliances, they need to be replaced. But who are you replacing it from? You know, if we're in that business and we black, we need to let our community know that we have these uh, products and they're available. You know, um, clothing. The clothes the, the clothes were soaked in flood water. We talked about the flood waters being contaminated with. Uh, sewage, maybe. And in Houston, toxic waste. We're talking about toxic waste dumps along the St. Jacinto River on the east side of town. They say there's over seven toxic waste sites in the city of Houston. And they were affected by the flood. Mm. And that toxic waste got into the flood waters. So now, you can't wear those clothes. You need to discard those clothes. Where are you going to replace them from? And this might be an opportunity for somebody who gets some money from this situation or something like that to start that clothing brand that they've been wanting to start. That's true. Or invest in that wholesale uh, purchase of those T-shirts that they've uh, wanted to start selling because people, there's a need for it right now, and your sales may pick up right now. So this would be the perfect time to do that. It is the perfect time to do that. And, you know, I have um, really shocked a lot of people when I said that God— you know, some people might say it's climate change, global warming. Mm -hmm. But I say God caused this storm. He 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 controls rain, hail, snow, and earthquake. And by God bringing this storm, he created opportunity for us. There has been an opportunity created for us to grow economically. Now, the scripture talks about Lazarus. The poor man, right? Begging right. for crumbs that's coming from the rich man table. We waiting on a job. You know, we waiting on others to provide a job for us, but we are the last hired and the first fired. And we filling up the prisons. And our unemployment rate is sky high, you know? And nobody's hiring our black youth. Our black youth are the highest unemployed segment in the society. And we we tend to be the victims of police brutality, unjustified shootings, right? Because if uh, we're not useful, they want to eliminate us. Let's make ourselves useful to ourselves and others. And we need to provide for the needs. We talk about the hierarchy needs. Food, clothing, shelter, transportation, and education. 
Now, we, we have to, we've been displaced. A lot of people right now are living out of uh, properties that have been gutted. You know, they, they ripped out, we talked about all of the flooring, all of the furniture, all the sheetrock, and we, we, we waiting on that FEMA inspector. Right. So the FEMA inspector comes out and, and do his job, and now you're in line to receive that FEMA grant or your insurance adjusted, the, the insurance claim. And you're going to restore all of this now. So we got some hope. You know, we got something to look forward to. And we have a responsibility, I believe, to ourselves and our children to start circulating that dollar in the black community. We generate over a one, is it $1.2 trillion mm-hmm. annually? And the only way we can benefit from that money is if we circulate it into the hands of black businesses. And it's not far-fetched because I met a man who had started a company just off the need for people to have their houses gutted. Like, they started a company, bought a van, mm-hmm. put the company name on the side of the van, right. and they went out and they had, like, 30 houses. And they had just got started in a few days. You know what I mean? Right. And I think in this area, it was over 200,000 homes affected. Yeah, so... Not, not counting the, the commercial properties, apartment complexes and strip malls, strip centers. And grocery stores and all that. Yeah. I seen the HEB that was being gutted. So... I hope they were they was tuning in the business building blocks. Right. Because now this is an opportunity for us to empower ourselves. And we we can we can move on. You want to discuss the sponsorships? Yeah, we actually can. Uh Well, yeah, go ahead. Let's tell them about how uh this podcast, we put it on every week and we we're doing everything we can to feed our listeners and uh what we're looking for is a little bit of support. Any company that would like to support the Business Building Blocks podcast, we have a way you can contact us and uh, send over that support so we can keep these episodes coming to you each and every week. We haven't missed a week yet. Have we missed one week? I don't think we... In the beginning, we may have missed a week or two, but we've been pretty consistent in the last 90 days, I think, the last three months or so. Yeah, we're hitting... uh, We're actually on episode 23 right now. We're headed to... So we're headed to our milestone of episode 25, so... By that point, we do want to have some sponsors. Y'all go ahead and support us. We put in a lot of work putting in. Uh... Yeah, I mean, and look at the look at the theme or the concept behind it. We want to rebuild communities. Right. You know, we want to build businesses, and we want to encourage entrepreneurship in our community. So those uh, persons that want to help further those ideas, the themes of our, our podcast, reach out to us. You can reach out to us. We have an email, businessbuildingblocksshow at gmail.com. Again, that's businessbuildingblocksshow at gmail.com. And um, send us an email and become a guest on our show and become a sponsor. That means we would advertise your business, uh, your product or service, and we'll give you allocate time. We'll draw attention to your business, and we'll encourage our audience to support you. So this is this is an interactive, um, an interactive uh, group here. You know, our minister. You know, I'm in the Nation of Islam, Mas, Muhammad Mas number forty five, under the leadership of Minister Farrakhan, and our regional minister here is Minister Abdul Halim Muhammad. He has a show entitled Connect the Dots on another network, 
and he say uh, he have a, a a crew, connected dots crew, where the business building blocks. We are a group. We're 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 a force. Let us begin to network with one another and support, patronize uh, these businesses and our sponsors. Right. So we're going to encourage our audience to patronize your business. And we can do a better job of that if we had more sponsorship. So you want to go into some of the sponsors now? One of the sponsors that we have and been with us from the beginning is Nation's Products. Nation Products is a literacy uh, company, child literacy advocates, and they produce the books, like the famous blacks in America. Um, and also there's another title here, um, a lot of people missing Barack Obama. It was a children's book. And uh, these are books that are authored by us and that has character, have characters that when our children see themselves in the literature, right. then they may show more interest. And again, when they learn about themselves and, the, and, the, and our great accomplishments, that builds their self-esteem. So go look for Nation's Products on Facebook um, and like the page. And also you'll find a link where you can order some of these titles. Uh, there was a recent publication, A Chemistry for Children. You know, a lot of times, oftentimes they say black children have, have an aversion of math and science. It's too hard. It's going to be too hard when we invented it. You know, it comes from us. We're the first people to bring the sciences uh, to the world. So when we need to introduce these subjects to our children at a tender age, check out Chemistry for Children. It goes into the um, periodic table, and we introduce the elements of the periodic table to our children. Very, very, very useful. Um, again, as a public service announcement, the Final Call newspaper. The Final Call newspaper is a black-owned and operated publication uh, published by Minister Farrakhan. And recently, uh, Dick Gregory passed. And this particular issue uh, focuses on Dick Gregory. But we we living in a time right now with fake news, alternative facts, according to Donald Trump. Uh, and you cannot make decisions based on uh, falsehood. What we want is actual facts, truthful information, especially. And we want an um, unbiased news media that's not going to vilify us because we're black. Uh, again, that's finalcall.com. Final Call newspaper. You can find them on the uh, web at finalcall.com. And another public service announcement is the economic blueprint. The economic blueprint is a fund established to purchase farmland. And this farmland will be used as a basis for economic development. But also, we can begin to feed ourselves if we're going to be free and independent. And we can feed ourselves with produce that's not contaminated with pesticides or genetically modified, you know, like a lot of the products on the market now. And that's detrimental to our health. We're only asking for five cents a day, and that comes out to 35 cents a week, um, $18.20 a year. 
and collectively we'll raise millions of dollars and it will be a basis for economic development. It, it will stimulate our businesses regardless of what our business is throughout our community. And you can go to economicblueprint.org. Again, it's economicblueprint.org. Did you have another um, sponsor? Another sponsor? What about Wazir's music? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody who's uh, listening, y'all go check out my music. You can go to uh, Tidal, Apple Music, everything like that. You will find my album on there, Full Time Fever. Uh, we've been pushing it for a little bit now, but y'all go check that out. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Wazir underscore, W-A-Z-E-E-R underscore. You can also check out my videos on YouTube if you search W-A-Z-E-E-R, The Great, Wazir The Great. And uh, yeah, check out all that content. All right, then. I've noticed that a lot of uh, artists have, and entertainers, I think Cedric the Entertainer was in town recently to help in the uh, the hurricane recovery efforts. And again, when, when we was talking about, we talked about FEMA, we didn't talk much about Red Cross, but the Nation of Islam has, in Houston, have NOIHouston.org, and we're involved in the flood relief effort. So go out and support a fund that we control. You know, there's been a lot of criticism with the Red Cross, particularly the work that should have been done of the money that was raised for Haiti. And and the 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 one the work was not done. And the money was raised, but very little work was done in the terms of rebuilding Haiti. And uh, this money was raised by the Red Cross. Now, we have our own charity that we control, you know, and believe me, we go out every week, and and the the funds the the funds are used. The supplies are going directly to the people, you know. Right. And uh, you can see, you can follow us on Facebook and social media. And you can see where the funds are, where the people are receiving the uh, supplies that they need for for recovery. You know, a lot of the water, foodstuffs, um, we even given out cleaning supplies like bleach, uh, plastic bags, you know, items to help you uh, clean up. We donated them, we delivered them directly to the most affected areas in our community. NOIHouston.org. We're our own emergency response team. You know, and we have control over that. That's what we talked about. Are we waiting on others to address our problems? You know, in the political process, every every political election, we're told as a community that just go and vote. You know, and when now we're waiting on someone else to solve all our problems. No, we can vote. We can even run for office. We need to be aware of what the issues are. We need to advocate and agitate for our own interests in the political process. Right. We need to get those contracts and those resources that's coming from whether it's federal government, local state government, uh, uh, city government, county. We need to we need to hold them accountable for those dollars reaching our community. So we need to vote. We need to run for those offices ourselves, and then we need to hold those elected officials accountable. And we need to go to work. 
it's some responsibility for us to do when we talk about economic development, not just labor jobs. You know, you know, we did a lot of labor during slavery. <laughs> right. We were labor. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> but now looking into the future, we want to be empowered. So we got to look at why don't we open up a business? And and those of us that are not entrepreneurs and we think that uh, our career, we're having a career and it don't include being an entrepreneur or business owner, but now we have a responsibility to support those who do take on that challenge of being an entrepreneur. We need to patronize them with our dollars. And you want to talk about some other industries? Well, I wanted to, you said that you wanted to get into what, what the solutions or what did you want to get to in the second half? I wanted to expand beyond construction. Right, the other industries that are affected yeah. by the uh, by the flood. Um, you mentioned the, autom- the automotive industry. It's a lot of industries. Let's talk about education. Okay. A lot of schools were damaged in this place. I seen on the news... Scarborough Elementary is being, um, it was flooded. So now they're using Terrell Middle School, which was my old middle school. Okay. It had been abandoned for the last 10 or 20 years. And now they are busing those students over to Terrell, and they're renovating Terrell, and they're using that uh, facility. Life goes on. That's the point. Education is a primary need. Now, I'm a you know that's a big controversy in in the education arena with the public school system. The public school system is being attacked. A lot of schools were closed down, and not just in, in Houston but throughout the country, in our community. And the curriculum, and we talked about this before the curriculum, you know. We don't learn enough about ourselves in the curriculum. Right. So we we really, I'm an advocate of us having independent education. Prayer was taken out of schools, you see. Um, A lot of the uh, trades, and we talked about the trades. We need the trades in schools, but a lot of the trades were taken out of school. A lot of the arts were taken out of schools, out of the curriculum. Music curriculum, and I know you're sensitive to that. The music curriculum, yeah, 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 yeah. They they taking music out out of our schools, but then I used to work at HCC, and you will see all the wealthy like young children. Their parents used to bring them to piano competitions, and that just made me look at somebody realizes how important that is for young minds, basically, and then for them to be taking it out of our community. Yeah, and then again, there's a there's a huge industry. They have a charter school system. Really, the charter school system is really not private schools. It's really a public school system. You're using public dollars with private management. Mm. The curriculum hasn't changed. You're using the same textbooks, but it's under private management. And a lot of our uh, people have been empowered to some of these charter schools because now it gives some black business persons, uh, they uh, 
you know, have a degree of uh, empowerment through having that opportunity to manage schools. Right. But I'm really concerned with curriculum. You know. What do you mean by curriculum? What do you mean? Are we learning subjects that are that are make us useful in the current or future economy? Oh, yeah, that's a huge problem. Because Technology is one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Things are not that. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about uh, college, right? And he was talking about not only do when you learn you learn a lot of things in college that you not necessarily are using in a job that you're going to school for. It's true. You know what I mean? So they, I think they call it liberal arts or whatever, where you mm-hmm. got to take all these different courses, you know, your basics. Yeah. You know, and you don't even need that. What's going on is you having to pay for another class, so they're getting more money out of you. Also, a lot of the things that you are learning that are in your field are is dated. You're not getting the up, you know, the most current, you know, iteration of that uh, information. Like you're not getting the most current version of what you're supposed to be learning. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like if you, I remember we were when I first got into uh, audio engineering in the program, we were learning tape. We were learning. Mm-hmm. You know, like recording to tape. Right. That's what we was learning when I first got Nobody there. Nobody have cassettes anymore. <laughs> We've been recording on on Pro Tools since uh, what's that dude name? Ricky Martin. You remember that dude? Yeah. Since his his first hit, people been recording on Pro Tools. Okay. So why are we learning to tape? You know what I mean? So it was just like a problem with it, with like the facilities at the school being dated, and and in particular in that industry because it's not really people are not listening to music on. Cassettes or CDs, even 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 anymore, everything is digital now. You know, digital distribution, streaming, that type of thing. So you you behind time, and you're not going to be successful in the economy if you don't use the modern technology and um, technologies where the industry is going. But also, we are trained primarily to be to look for jobs. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the industry has been shipped overseas. Think uh, most things are made in China or in Asia. We're not America. Make America great again, but America is not making anything. Right. You know. Um, so we have to make begin to be more uh, producers. We have to produce. We have to manufacture. And you saying that makes me think of why so many people have a problem or have trouble choosing what they want to do, basically. Yeah. Because a lot of things that you do here is not... Like, we. I think we, people naturally want to produce something. But yeah. a lot of jobs now, you're just kind of, like, moving around money for people. Service. Yeah, you're just moving around stuff. Like, oh, I want to... We're going to work this account. We're going to work this investment. Or it's something like that. Or you're going to work in the oil and gas industry. We're in Houston, Texas, yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. If you want to do well and kind of without doing, you know, something else, you can make a lot of money being in oil and gas, but I don't know how fulfilling that is. And, and then the incentive here, particularly, and I'm looking at the way we are motivated, the incentive here is money. You know, we're really not paying attention to the craft. You know, and then the trades are removed out of school. So now we can't use our hands anymore. Didn't they used to didn't you used to be able to graduate high school certified in something like Yeah, like I mean, welding look, or something if, like that? If you look back during the time of segregation, they had um trade they had high schools and you learned a trade in high school. And then they had college 
Uh, they were similar to these uh, junior colleges, um, prep schools, and you would learn a trade there. And when you went to get the four-year degree, you would get the associate's degree first. Right. Where you learn how to do the work. And then you get the bachelor's degree, that's management. Now you know how to manage the work. But you know how to do what you manage. Now they separate uh, the trades from uh, the curriculum. And you just learn in management, and you're not really uh, proficient at doing the work. Well, if you, if you don't understand the processes, you're not a very effective manager. You see, and everybody is not going to be college graduates, degrees. You know, we that old uh, uh, debate between Booker T. Washington and Du Bois. Uh, du Bois believed in the talented tent, you know, higher education in the arts. And Booker T. Washington say, drop your buckets where you are and let's uh, begin to master the trades. Well, we don't believe in either or. We believe in and in both. We need to master the trades as well as the uh, uh, bachelor's, master's, doctorate's degrees because we want to build a nation. We want to build a kingdom. Remember we kingdom building? Uh, in a nation, you need all of that. You need doctors. You need lawyers. You need engineers. You need architects. But you also need carpenters. You need you need uh, mechanics. You need you waste need, management. You need technicians. <laughs> you need waste management. You know, someone has to dispose of this uh, waste. You know what I was thinking when you were talking about the trades in school and stuff? How come when a lot of... Okay, if you look at any celebrity, look at their Instagram. Most celebrities have a personal trainer. I'm talking about fitness. Yeah. Most of them do. You, you list them off. Kevin Hart, you know... Charlemagne, uh, you know, most of these people have somebody that they go to yeah. and they train them on fitness. Now, how come all the athletes that go through school can't graduate high school with a physical fitness certification? You know how hard they work yeah. out? Yeah. They come out of there all cut up and swole and stuff, but say they don't make the team, they don't have nothing that they can fall back on or do in the meantime. Think about all the all these different workouts you learned in high school. They had them in there doing yoga, all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And... They could be graduating and going out and being personal trainers, making, you know, yeah. good money doing that. It really is duplication. Yeah. What you learn in high school is duplicated in the first two years of college. It's a, it's a review. And really, what we need is practical application. Yeah. What we should have is an educational system that we learn the classroom training, and then we go out and we do internships. And I'm, I'm a big advocate of internships because if you graduate, even college, high school, college, with no experience, then your education is not enough. The employer wants to know what can you do, right. not theory. In practice, what have you done? Demonstrate. So we need to build our resume as, uh, in terms of uh, experience. And I think our education could be more powerful if we had that uh, internship as a component of our education. We need to do internships and businesses in our community, black businesses. 
we can begin to empower our youth and build the businesses because the youth are learning these uh, technologies like like yourself. Your studies, your studies in audio engineering and film help lay the foundation for the business building block show. You know, we can have all the information in the world and books and lectures and that type of thing. But if we don't have a platform in order to reach the masses, then we're not effective. Yeah, and and we don't have to... I think a lot of times people think stuff is impossible, but if you see another person doing it, you can do it. Like, I yeah. seen Nori. You ever heard of Nori? No. Noriega? Yeah. C- Capone and Noriega, the rapper? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Yeah, him. Nori was on uh, this show on Complex called Everyday Struggle with DJ Academics and Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. And he was on there in Nadesca, Nadesca Alexis, Alexa, whatever her name, Nadesca. Shout out to Nadesca. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they, he, he was on the show, and he was talking about, why don't we have a hip-hop weatherman or something like that? Mm-hmm. Why don't we, because he said hip-hop needed a first take like ESPN, mm-hmm. but we're boycotting because we're not watching the NFL. <laughs> uh, shout out to Kaepernick. But the, he was saying, why don't we have our own weather stations? Why don't we have our own first take like that where they're giving, you know, where it's two pundits or whatever, and they're kind of debating. Why don't we have... There's so many things in media and there's so many things in different industries that are... They exist. We just not involved in it. We just watch it or we consume it, but we're not involved in the creation of it. And you know why we don't have it? Because we're not doing it. Right. We have to get involved in it. And we talked about Lazarus begging. Right. We begging for crumbs when we can go bake a whole loaf of bread. If we... Accept and assume that responsibility. That if someone else don't give me a job, then I make a job for myself. You know, no other radio station hired us to do the Business Builder Blocks show, so we hired ourselves. Exactly, yeah. We created our built-on platform. We put we we did like Booker T. Washington, pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. We took the God-given talents that God gave us, plus our experience and education. And we applied it. And we expect, and we're sharing it with with our audience. And now it's up to our audience, you know, to support us so that we can do it better and greater, bring you more uh, interesting interviews uh, and information that empower our community, empower your business. I like that, and I I like when we have uh, interviews and stuff like that because that's the whole thing about this show. We're learning as we're passing on that information to the audience. That's true. And it's and we can y'all can leave information for us in the comments. The people watching, y'all can drop a comment, or the people on SoundCloud, y'all can drop a comment, or YouTube, and we can have this community where we're transferring information, and in tone and in turn our businesses will will grow, kind of like bees pollinating each other, the flowers. You know what I mean? We got to go around seeding these businesses with the uh, with the with with our support and the information to grow bigger, you know? And the things that you see that we don't have, you know, like you're saying, why don't we have this? Why don't we have more media outlets that's addressing the things that we're concerned about? Because we have to become that. You know, if, if if we were looking for children books, and my wife and I, we began looking for black authors and titles for you when you was a child and your sister. 
And we had to go out and search and hunt for those titles. We didn't find them in one location because the, the African-American uh, literature section was always small in the bookstores. So we said, why is that? Because we're not in a black-owned bookstore. We need more bookstores. We need more blacks to author books. We have to produce these. Uh, we have to tell our own story. And if we uh, write more, we have to put produce more black films. You remember the Oscar debate? You know, where there's uh, enough blacks um, receiving the Oscar award? Oscar, Oscar, the Oscar So White. Oscar So White was what it was called. Right. Yeah. We have to create our own uh, awards show. And hold them with the same, you know, prestige and reverence because, I don't know, people who don't go to the BET Awards with the same, like, feeling that they go to the Grammys with or to the Emmys or the Oscars with because I think you know it's the it's us you know what I mean the white man's ice is colder exactly we're trying to get our slave masters approval when recognition which it doesn't make sense because a lot of the things they do is stemming from the stuff we do they take our culture and sell it back to us which is ridiculous because you don't I mean you do see it in other cultures a little bit because we talked about a restaurant earlier that's selling Chinese food or Asian (laughs) food and he's not necessarily Asian or Chinese, that can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's That happens all the time. And what I think what we could do is we could capture or package our culture yeah. and sell it to other people. Have you ever seen a commercial for a Chinese restaurant? No, I don't think not, I've not ever seen a commercial. I heard not somebody say that on a, one of the shows I'm watching. Yeah. And they're like, I don't think I've ever seen a commercial for a Chinese restaurant. Why is that? I don't understand that, but people support they, it. They're doing business. You know, and I see it in movies. They they position in movies. You know, it's all romantic to get the Chinese food and eat out of that little cup they eat out yeah, of the, the Chinese. Bo- uh-huh. The uh, what you call those sticks? Chopsticks. Chopsticks. And it's it's romantic, you know, and they, they always seem like it tastes good. Uh, and and uh, but when we think of Chinese, we think of Chinese food. You know that culture and the food that it produced. Mm-hmm. You know. And they capitalize off of that. That empowers them. When they think of us, they need to think of not soul food. That's slave food. Yeah. But in the nation of Islam, we're known for the bean pie mm-hmm. or the carrot cake or fish. You know, and uh, rare dishes. Uh, we used to, my, my wife put out a book, a recipe book, Nadine's 19 Recipes. You can find that on uh, uh, Nation Products page. But um, it's a whole diet that comes along with that. You know, uh, halal. Um, I go to halal restaurants all the time. So you've, you've heard of the restaurant Halal Guys. Yeah. It's a real simple setup. They got two different meats. They have vegetarian, and that's it. And they rice and lettuce and tomatoes. And that place is booming out the door. You don't yeah. need no crazy stuff, you know? Well, you know, we're talking about halal. And the audience may be more familiar with kosher. The Jewish dietary laws, where they don't eat pork. The Jews don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. And and the, the rabbi prays over the food and that's kosher. Right. Well, in Islam, halal is pork-free. You know, so there's a whole market. As we begin our consciousness, our cultural consciousness, we don't want to partake of the swine or the pork. No pork on my fork. So now we that create a whole uh, industry or opportunity 
in the uh, food service industry that we can participate in, but it won't empower us unless we go into that business. You know, so... You miss, block. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You know what I mean? Okay. So you got to make you gotta make those shots. You got to take that shot because just taking that shot will give you a better chance of being successful. Uh, so everybody, go out, see these opportunities that have, have presented themselves since the disaster. And if you're not in Houston and you're not affected by the disaster, look around in your own community for the needs that, that, that are around you, things that the human needs that turn into business opportunities because we're all spending money every single day. Yeah. It's just about who are we spending that dollar with and who are we giving our support to? Do they support us? Do they turn, you know, look the other way when we get murdered in the streets? Do they right. come up with um, telling us that we coming up with excuses that nobody is against us and, you know, stop being lazy? Do they say things like that about us? Do they follow you around the store when you go in there? Yeah. Like, why do we support these people when they don't have no love for us? So we should support our own, and we can become a powerful force in the economic field. That's true. And, and you know, I've been noticing that we have been boycotting. Uh, I want to talk about the NFL boycott. Can we talk about that? Sure, sure. I, I, did you see what Trump said? I that, that ignited it to another level, I think, with the Colin Kaepernick situation. Yeah, the uh, NBA star... Um, the young brother that uh, the championship for the NBA was invited to the White House. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. And um, Steph Curry said he wasn't, uh, didn't want to go. And Trump, you said, Trump said he took it as a, a disrespect, you know. If you don't, you, you don't interested in, in coming to the White House, then the invitation has been denied, uh, taken away. Uh, so, and he said that any any of these uh, athletes that disgrace the flag by taking a knee during the national anthem, or they showing a black power fist or whatever, uh, then they should be fired, you know, and they need to go somewhere else and get a job. So, and, and you know, we talked about sports before. I believe that sports have captured the imagination of the black male. And it's been used as a way to control us, you know, because we all aspiring not to be great leaders in business and science and engineering. We are aspiring to be athletes or entertainers. Right, right. But we we captured there, and that and we we uh, petrified. What we would say, paralyzed. And uh, now, Kaepernick have politicized or activated uh, in his activism uh, made us shake out of that. That uh, the, what, what, what was that in, in, in uh, coming out? Get out. Yeah, get out. He was in this, uh, this suspended state. The sunken place. The sunken place. Yeah, we're in the sunken place right. when it comes to football and sports. And now uh, Kaepernick's and just like Muhammad Ali did a generation before, risk his title for a higher principle. Right. Now, the higher principle here that we're dealing with now is the police shootings of unarmed blacks, particularly unarmed black males. And then, you know, we take a knee, our athletes take a knee, and 
the president say you ought to be fired, and he condemning them. But when these white racists who have a history of terrorizing the black community, lynching, church bombings, you know, they killed people recently at the recent demonstration. Yeah, and it was a, I think it was a white woman who died. And That's how foolish they, they are. They, they, they good people. You know, bad he, people on both sides. Yeah, on both sides. And and uh, no, that's not true. These people are racist. They're violent, and uh, they protecting their rights, right, to demonstrate. But we, here we are, peaceful demonstrations, demonstrators, and we are condemned. But we are we are the thugs. They call us thugs and savages and all this kind of stuff. When they are clearly the violent ones or the or the savages or whatever you want to call it. The yeah. point is, is that we shouldn't be supporting the NFL anymore. That's it. We, we got to yeah. stop watching the NFL. The players, y'all need to stop playing. I know y'all not ready to do that just yet, but y'all need to be taking a knee or at least being vocal on Twitter. Yeah. Somebody who was vocal on Twitter recently was J. Cole, one of my favorite rappers, and this is why. He was vocal today. He went on a Twitter uh, mm-hmm. thread, basically, where he just mapped out the situation. And he didn't just lay out the problem. He laid out some solutions. He said, go to the um, the different boosters and the sponsors mm-hmm. who who clearly maybe are not, you know, racist or in support of violence against uh, black people or they are in support of Colin Kaepernick, but they still support the NFL. Mm-hmm. Go to them and be like, oh, so do you support us or not? Because you're still giving the NFL money. You're a big booster or sponsor of the of this team. So go to them and say, if you don't stop supporting them, we'll stop supporting you. And then he also said that they should investigate and see if he wasn't given a job due to discrimination because of what he stood for right. or what he kneeled for. And if that is found to be true, then they should cover his loss that he's... And, and, and that, you know. that's what, that's what uh, that's glaring to me is that we don't, we're not given our rights to protest peaceful protest and that's supposed to be in the this constant this uh country's uh foundation constitutional rights that we have a right to protest you know to, to make grievances um and we have the right to assemble the right to free f- speech free press free assembly you know what happened to all our rights we're denied our rights but at the same time, other people allow these uh, racists are being protected by the police. And they are well armed. They have gear on just like the police. Military gear, helmets, shields, batons, uh, even uh, the spray, the... Uh, pepper spray. Pepper spray. Well, you can't tell uh, 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 the police from the, the neo-Nazis. So maybe they're in the same fraternity. Remember, the origin of the police was slave patrols. The the ori- original police were slave patrols. So it looked like they are the same. You know, and now what we're leading to is separation. What is separation? What is separation? The people now are being separate, rated just like they were in the scriptures. The Exodus and the children of Israel made an exodus out of Egypt. That exodus is a separation. You can say it's a separation between righteousness and unrighteousness, justice and injustice, freedom and oppression. However you want to do it, I write it wrong. 
Good and evil. <laughs> yeah, good and evil. Good like in, in photon fever. The light against the darkness. Yeah. So, and it, it's, it's really what we need to address in all segments of society. And sports is just one. We talked about education. But these are different sectors of a, of a, of a society that now has to be addressed. And it has to be changed. We're living in the, in the period of change. The pendulum is swinging. You know, those of us who were at the bottom rail are being raised to the top. And every tyrant and ruler, wicked tyrant and ruler, uh, is being brought down. You know, and we're in this transitional period. And I believe that's, again, where these storms are coming from. These are plagues from God that's bringing about the change. Revolution means change. And we're just not talking about building another society modeled after this society. We're talking about bringing a new society in based on freedom, justice, and equality. And that's what I see in this whole sports thing. You know, you remember in Get Out, the brother had to be brought out of that trance. You know, they was treating, they treat the athletes just like they did on the, the slave block when they auctioned off the slaves. Oh, look how strong his muscles is, you know. Look how tall he is. Open up your mouth, they checking your teeth out. You know, they, they checking out your private parts. You know, they feeling all on you. On you. This you know, one is strong. Look at him run. Like, how how can run. you jump? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you jump to touch that? They like, yeah. move that around. Pull that. Yeah, yeah. And during yeah. the time of Rome, they had these uh, gladiators. gladiators. So what we're looking at is modern gladiators where we're entertaining them. Where they don't care nothing about them head injuries. They got them running head, strong grown men, you know what I mean, juiced up, running head first into each other. We watch this violent act. They don't care nothing about them in old age where they, you know, all the brain injuries, the head trauma. Some of them go into depression and suicide after they get out of there. They have no, you know, plans for them or medical setup. And, you know, I mean, they're just taking advantage of us. And then they, they tell you it's a, a privilege to play. And I seen Chris Rock on Instagram said it's only a privilege to play sports if you suck at sports. And I think what he was saying is these are elite specimens, human beings right. that have worked their whole life to get to this point yeah. and they're the best in the world. You have a privilege of having them play for you right. because you're making more money off them than they're making. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, and then they always focus on what the uh, players are making. Right. But what the what are the owners making? And what are these corporations making that are sponsoring the NFL and advertising? You know, if you fill up these arenas, 70,000 people, who, who's collecting that money at the gate? And they had to pay the park. And you have concessions. And then you're selling all of this uh, jerseys and bobbleheads and all of this. Popcorn and hot dogs and beer and all this. But the brothers out there, you know, tearing up their physical body, like you talked about, brain injuries, knee, they're going to have knee replacements. They may be in a wheelchair. Look at Earl Campbell now. You know, he played for the Houston Oilers, and he was he was a tank running over him, you know. Earl Campbell up the middle, Earl Campbell to the left, Earl Campbell to the right. But now he's in a wheelchair. You know, he just tore up his body 
for the owners. It's a modern plantation. They up there in the suit with a hat on with the team logo. And like, and yeah. during segregation, you know, baseball was the national pastime during segregation. It was the big sport. And we had Negro leagues. That means we had black sports, black professional sports. And that means we were empowered. Under segregation, we had black businesses. But in integration, we lost all that power. We still are the most talented, however. But now our talent is being used for others to capitalize on. So those of you that are in professional sports, don't feel like your life is over if the NFL is over. No, we can create our own league. Shout out to uh, Ice Cube with Ice the Big Cube, Three. Yeah. That's what they're afraid of. Yeah. We're the talented. We're the gifted. You know, so now if we capitalize on our own talents and our own gifts and we support one another, I didn't ask you to go out and and have any violent, uh, uh, what they call it, uh, the protests when they get violent. Riot. Riot. No violent riot. Don't attack anybody. We don't have to go into anarchy, burning buildings down and stuff like that. I believe in constructive activity. Unite. Organize. Empower ourselves. Start having commerce among ourselves. Do it ourselves what we do with others already. We already doing it. Just do it with your brother. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And these people don't want you. Why are you why are you supporting people that don't want you? Why are you spending money with people that are racist? Why don't we spend money with ourselves? Yeah. So with that note, I think that's a great place to leave it. All right. Well, this has been a, a definitely great episode. We didn't have a guest. So let's let's go over our sponsors again. And we really encourage you to become a sponsor. If you uh, see value in our discussions, in our dialogue here on Business Building Blocks, support it. Let's finance it. You know, we financed the NFL. Look at the millions of dollars being made off of us financing the NFL. Billions. Or financing Hollywood. Because we go out to the movies more than anyone else. We want to be entertained. The music industry. We wouldn't have a music industry if it wasn't for our participation. The arts, sports, music. I mean, we have to begin to empower ourselves. We should see more benefit from those dollars. And that means we need to support one another. And we need to be we need to become owners. We need to own the shop. We're not signed to a podcast network. No, we're creating our own. This is owned and operated, business building blocks, black owned and operated. So And if you're interested in becoming a podcaster, you know, look at our uh example. Reach out to us. We'll help you out with that. Yeah, we need we need more black uh, content-based podcasters. Now, you can begin to address some other needs. Why don't we have a podcast on, on this subject or this industry, that area of interest in our, where we are concerned? You create that and let's support it. We will support it. You know, we have a Facebook page. Business Building Block. We have YouTube page, Business Building Blocks. We have Twitter. We're on Twitter. BB Blocks. We're on Instagram, 
BB Blocks Podcast, SoundCloud, Business Building Blocks. And if you have the SoundCloud uh, iPhone, is it the Apple app? The podcast app. Podcast app on the Apple platform. And it's already on your phone. A lot of people don't know that. It's the purple app that says podcast. It's probably on the first page of apps. Just go ahead and look that up. Subscribe. You can subscribe to us uh, on the on the podcast. Yeah, on the you podcast app. Su- subscribe on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. And share with your friends. You know, we have, uh, this is episode 23. We have 23 episodes. Some of the uh, other episodes are very valuable in terms of content. Go binge listen, basically. Go check out all the episodes. Share it with your friends. Give us feedback in the comment section. Let's let's engage one another in ways that we can uh, benefit you. Maybe some subjects that we have not addressed. Uh, Maybe some subjects that we have addressed and you benefited from it. Let us know. You know, encourage us, you know, and support us again. So, this is the Business Building Blocks podcast. Thank you for listening. You have the blocks. Now get to building. See you next time.